News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now the time is 8.15. September will be the first time in the history of the state that there will be publicly funded reproductive treatments available for couples under plans set to be approved by Cabinet later on today. And Dr John Waterstone is Medical Director of the Waterstone Fertility Clinic. John, I, I, I presume you welcome this. Uh, do you have any concerns? I, I note that there's quite a lot of criteria for, for people to qualify for this. Of course, yeah. Of, of course, um, of course, I welcome it. It's been a long time coming. It's been vaguely promised by Irish politicians for many years, but now it's actually happening, which is absolutely it's fantastic. Um, I have to tell the listeners, I mean, to some extent, it is being made up as we go along, and that is inevitable. It's a new, it's a new service. Uh, it'll it'll presumably mirror what obtains in the UK to a large degree. So in the UK, there is NHS funded IVF, but it isn't, it isn't unlimited. About a third of all the IVF treatments that take place there are NHS funded. So here there would be criteria and the, we, we would urge the, the, the powers that be, the HSE, to publish the criteria so the couples know clearly whether they may be eligible We are or not. seeing some leaks, John. Now, now they are, are leaks because this hasn't been formally announced, but, but namely age, that the, the woman would have to yeah. be under the age of 41. She'd have to have some restrictions on her BMI. If her BMI were too high, she might not be eligible. Um, whether or not the couple have other children may also be a factor. And whether they've had more than one previously privately funded cycle of IVF. So in other words, if they've had six other cycles of IVF, they won't be eligible for this because I presume the idea is, is that it's unlikely to succeed. So are those things reasonable in terms of, I suppose, health economics and in terms of delivering, uh, you know, a, a likelihood a, a, of a successful pregnancy? Do you see those as reasonable criteria or too stringent? Yeah, well, the, the criteria, I mean, they said on the basis of, being of fairness, in other words, couples who already have a child won't probably qualify, um, which I suppose is, is fair compared to couples who have no children at all. And um, the other concept is, is that the funding has been directed towards where it's most likely to, to work and produce a baby. And that's why older ladies, as is the case in the UK, are excluded. Uh, so what we're a little bit upset about, we we're 30, uh, we in our clinic, is the HSE, uh, when they sent out tenders for this this work to the private um, clinics, they did ask questions about about um, donor sperm and donor egg treatment, but that is not actually materialising um, in the short term anyway. So for people who would require uh, so, donor sperm or donor eggs, th- this doesn't yes. cover that. This covers yes. your more basic IVF, yes. IUI, those types so, of things. Yeah, so, supposing you're in a couple and, you, and the woman concerned has had a premature menopause and she just doesn't have any eggs, um, therefore she can't have a baby without donor egg treatment. It will not be funded as things stand. Um, and if you're in a couple and the guy's got no sperm and you, therefore you cannot have a baby without donor sperm treatment, that as it stands cannot be funded. So... Uh, so we would see that as a drawback. And also there's no um, talk currently. There's a special kind of IVF called PGD or PGTM. This is for couples who, it's not, the problem isn't that they can't have a baby, it's that they're afraid of passing on a condition like cystic fibrosis or muscular dystrophy. Okay. And so there's a special kind of IVF, which basically you can try to get, the couple concerned can try to get pregnant through IVF rather than naturally. And then you can test the embryos created to make sure they don't carry the condition. Therefore, okay. the couple can safely get pregnant. That isn't being funded. And it's very expensive. And so the couple's concerned. Um, you know, they've been very proactive about trying not to pass on this condition. 
at the moment, as things stand, um, this is not being funded. Is that we, something we, to do with ethics around genetic screening in this country that well, we, we haven't so, regulated no. re- properly, um, I suppose, reproductive health care? I, I don't think so. The, I mean, the whole of the new IVF, um, Irish IVF legislation is very progressive um, in terms of that kind of thing. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's any sort of ethical dilemma. I think it's purely where do you direct the, the funding towards... I suppose the other thing I would say to couples is, is I would beg the HSC to, to, to publish their, their, their list of criteria so that couples know where they stand, because um, so some couples yeah. will immediately know that they don't qualify. And then even couples that do uh, feel that they will, will qualify, how long will it take them to be processed at a, um, a public HSC fertility clinic? Because they'll have to go to the HSC public Particularly if they're approaching the age that might be the... On. The age exactly. that might be the cutoff. And if they are already, the woman's 38 and time is ticking, that her biological clock can is I, ticking, that it may take ages for that to happen. So can I ask you, John, entreat- 10 million in funding, is, is that a drop in the bucket compared to what would publicly fund IVF or, um, or is that a reasonable start? It's, that's probably going to cost, it's probably going to equate about 2,000 IVF treatment cycles. Um, it's, a, it's not They're a lot, saying 3,000 in the reports I've read. I wonder, are they expecting to get um, a discount on current private It depends. Fees? I mean, they may be factoring in IUI treatments, which are a simpler and less expensive kind of treatment that are being covered also. So IUI is being covered, IUI treatment for couples, and um, IVF treatments, are, those are the packages that are, that are being funded. So IUI, if they're factoring in a certain amount of that, then that would, be, that would count for more cycles. Uh, but so is it a drop in the ocean? It's, it's it's not a large amount, but it's it's far better than what happened before, which is not, which is nothing. So we we absolutely welcome it because there are some couples who tragically would like to have IVF treatment, but but are struggling to to afford it. So and, and maybe lastly, John, do you have a view on why we have lagged behind the norms where you know other jurisdictions in Europe have have long histories of of paying publicly uh, for IVF cycles for uh, couples? Why why have we been so laggardly here? Do you think? It's hard to know for sure. It may, maybe originally there were ethical and maybe religious concerns that may have, you know, have started the ball rolling in terms of being slow off the mark. Obviously, that is not the case anymore. Ireland has changed so tremendously in the course of my career, um, um, away from being a theocracy to a very modern and go-ahead kind of um, ethically society. But that may historically have been part of the okay. delay. Yeah, um, I mean, we do, we do. Th- fund other aspects. But look, thank you very much for speaking to us about all of that this morning. That is Dr. John Waterstone, Medical Director with the Waterstone Fertility Clinic. If you're someone affected by this, if you're someone who either you're hoping you're going to qualify and you're going to get some some publicly funded IVF or if you're kind of going, hang on, I'm 42 uh, or I'm I'm overweight or I already have a child but I've been trying for seven years to have another one. Um, let us know your views on this this morning, this publicly funded IVF. 87 106. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.